I'm Jeff Cook. And I'm TJ Wilson. And this is Around the Circle. I'm walking slowly. I'm taking my time. All I could talk is starting to ram. I'm letting go lonely. Letting go strife. I just can't get enough of this beautiful Enneagram is a map of the human personality. It's a tool for navigating relationships, creates language for what motivates us, and helps us look at the way we look at everything else. Most importantly, the Enneagram is a mirror because sometimes you need help seeing yourself. My name is Jeff Cook. I'm a philosopher in Greeley, Colorado, and with me is TJ Wilson, businessman, lover of theology, and Enneagram Ninja. Hello. Speaking about seeing yourself, (laughs) some of us who have drank the Kool-Aid and want to get our friends into Enneagram... Yeah. Want to help them find their type. Right. Occasionally this happens. Yeah. Occasionally we break the one rule. What's the one rule, TJ? Don't type other people. Occasionally we, we go too far. It happens. And we break the one rule. We, we break the rule sometimes. I have a solution to all of our friends who consistently find that they're breaking the one rule. Okay. Very clean, simple solution. You should invite people that you care about out, out to lunch after you've told them, hey, this thing that I'm, <laughs> how do you get there? How do you get to lunch? <laughs> First, you got to tell people that, that you, that you uh, have been studying personality typing. This actually works. I, I, I've i started telling people some of the stuff I do, and mm. I've started bringing up personal, personality type. Sure. Uh, I, I personality type people, and people will say, what is my type? Oh, uh, sure. And it just kind of pops. Yeah. I didn't realize this was the end. Yeah. I get that, and I see it work, but I come at it from the exact opposite angle. Like what do you I'll, do? I'll, I'll like casually mention that I do a podcast, and then they ask what it's about, and then I tell mm-hmm. them, and I give them a really brief primer. And they're like, "Hmm, okay," and then I just sort of like drop little things within the first like, okay, it's a real slow play, and then what I do is I unleash other people to talk about it with them so that by the time they come back to me they're they're ready like they're in it they want to know <laughs> this is how cults work <laughs> however you get to the conversation with people in your life that you care about if it if you're able to have a conversation about enneagram and you are the one you've studied for a while you listen to great podcasts clearly And you're just like, what is the tool to help this person see who they are so that I can have a conversation with them at that level? That's where we're going today. Like, there are some questions that I bet you can ask that that type emerges, and that can be a part of your relationship, which I have found very valuable. Right. Yeah. Super helpful to to know how the person across from you sees and... Like it, it just it gives it gives language. It gives communal language for us to talk about things that we used to talk around. So, uh, uh, just to tell a personal story, I got a chance to talk for the first time with my brother yesterday about his enneagram type, and my brother and I have a uh, a close yet distant relationship. Complicated. You know how that know. works. <laughs> the Facebook status is that it's complicated. <laughs> But we had a almost a four hour conversation uh, yesterday about where they're at, what they're doing, and there was a point at which they said something to the extent of, "I would love help with this. I don't know where to find it." And improver that I am, rub my hands together. <laughs> in my, I know, inner. I know the answer. <laughs> so we talked, and I got a chance to just 
ask them a handful of questions about how they come to the world. Now, I have had a guess for my brother forever. I think he's an eight or a six. Mm-hmm. And that's just been an assumption. It's been in the back of my mind. And here, dear friends, I, I've probably studied as much about the Enneagram as as most people. I bet you I'm in the top 1% of people who yes, have studied that's probably some true. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I got his type wrong. Mm. So mm-hmm. uh, you, for those of you who have listened to our pop culture deep dives, you will know that I always get people's type wrong. But I, <laughs> but this person who, who I love, who I have deep affection for, who I've had countless conversations with. Yeah, who you've been around for his whole life? Yeah, I mean, his yeah. whole life. Yeah. Since 1981. Someone that you know <laughs> pretty, pretty well. Uh, my brother's four. And it took all of three or four minutes to get there once that those, you know, those paths have been opened. And can I ask you a handful of questions? And what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And, and then motive comes out in a way that I hadn't heard before. And here's, here's the catch is once we got to talk about his type, a lot of the things that he had been struggling with had clear, uh, a much clearer path of answering you know, some of those questions, it's, oh, okay, well, this is why you might be struggling with X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And super helpful. Yeah. Anyway, I hate to be that guy, but, and you can too, kind of, <laughs> is, the, is what I got today, uh, which I recognize how lame that is. But um, sometimes for many of us who care about people and want to connect to them with things that have worked for us, we don't rest necessarily know where to start. Right. So... Yeah, and I think this is uh, this is going to be a really interesting kind of conversation because, it, like, it, there's a lot of good resources out there for typing. There's uh, the Road Back to You is a great intro book. There's a lot of Suzanne's Know Your Number, like she has workshops, she has recordings and different stuff. There's there's good resources out there for typing, but there's a lot of us who who will struggle with figuring out between two numbers, between three numbers. Uh, If you're a nine or a one, you often struggle with am I a nine or a one because there's so much similarities there. And, and there's, there's, there's resources to, to go down this, like figuring out between two or three numbers, which one am I kind of thing. And, and, And I'm excited about giving, giving some, some examples and some, some like real, like, like this is sort of, going to be like a, a little bit of a map of of how to have the kind of mistyping conversation that, that we have all the time. So we're going to give nine mistyping questions uh, for you and, and people that you love. But a second big thing is uh, some of us or the people that we care about just don't like reading books. Truth. Don't want to do the work on their own in that way. And many of you know that we did a series on typing. We did a series on just the basics of each of the numbers. We have done a series on here are seven steps for you and how you use the Enneagram in your life. Those can be kind of hard to find in the feed. And so just to make it simple, sticky, and and very shareable, we are going to start a new podcast feed uh, that has those three series on typing, on basics, and on here are the seven steps to move through uh, while you're doing Enneagram work uh, with yourself. For those of you who love people and say, this is really something I'm into, uh, we're going to call that podcast Start Here. And the first one will just be our typing intro. And for those who are kind of want to jump into it in that way, that's going to be available. So those are our two things. We're doing nine questions today and we're doing uh, a new podcast feed. So that's what I got. You got anything before we roll? Four first basic questions are ones that are in our typing podcast intro. 
That was a long setup for that. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. There's four questions. Uh, there because there's four just big triads, and these are questions that you can ask yourself. You can ask those that you love, and it's what do you want? How do you get it? How do you solve problems? And how do you connect with the world? For TJ and I, these are the core. These are the center. These are the pillars of uh, the Enneagram. And finding your type, really, if you can answer those four questions and then just kind of look at how those answers expose motive and expose your type can be incredibly helpful. So when we do our typing podcast, which you can find at the Start Here podcast, this is where we go. But today we want to hit five other questions. Because sometimes it's not exposed. And sometimes what I have found is the stuff that we're going to talk about today actually really brings out the color. And um, often when somebody's struggling between two different types for a long, long time, these are the questions that really break things open for me. So, And the first is fairly unexpected. Uh, The first question you should ask the person is, how do you behave on your best vacation? When you are on your best vacation... You're moving to security. Yeah. And oftentimes when we're struggling with typing a person, their security move and their stress move, actually you see very different things mm-hmm. than when they're just in their center. Yep. So for some of us, when we go on vacation, we get really active. We start doing some stuff. And TJ and I will be those types. This is something we share. Right. Uh, ones get more active because they go to seven. Nines get more active. They go to three. Fives get more active. They go to eight. So if the type that you're, if the person that you're speaking to, or if you're wrestling with typing yourself, this might be a thing. If you find that when you go on vacation, you want to go do some stuff, this is a good clue that you might be one of those three numbers. Is that how things work for you? We've talked about uh, honeymoons and uh, yeah. vacations. Yeah. I- I think my honeymoon is a great example because the the important thing here with thinking about a vacation is not what type of vacation do you plan? Because for a lot of us, vacations are about rest because they have to be. Uh, For some of us, vacations are about our kids because they have to be. But but when you're in your best vacation, like like what like when when you get through all of the stuff that's like this this is just you being able to live your best life for a few days. What do you actually want to do? And uh, my my honeymoon as an example, my wife and I went to an all inclusive resort where we literally could have just stayed in our room the entire time, and they would have brought us all of our food, and we had alcohol in the room, and it was great. It was so awesome to be there, and. After three days, she and I were both like, okay, what, what do we do now? Do we, do we just go home? Like, we don't have anything. We should have planned more things because after a few days, we kind of got bored because the rest had happened, and now I wanted to do things. I wanted to, to like, go see the city that we were in. I wanted to, like, like, there's all of these fun activities around that we could have done, that we could have, like, shown off to the, the people that were on on vacation at the same time as us and yeah when i go on vacation that's not dedicated to me trying to recharge i always want to do stuff we went to seattle for two days and we went to like 14 coffee shops in those two days we saw so much of seattle because that's that's what we wanted to go see a place and uh yeah i just i 
once the rest happens, then I get to actually do what I want to do. And that is usually like, let's go see all the fun things. So it's how I experience vacations. If I get out of my spaces, I don't have to clean anything. I don't have to fix anything. Not one thing I can improve if I'm out of my town somewhere else. And that means I get to go on an adventure. And so ones get adventurous, nines want to accomplish some stuff. My youngest child is a five. When we get out of town, they get very physical in their sports activities. We go skiing and they find a lot of joy in going and doing some stuff. And there can be also a future focus there. I don't know if you experienced this, but it's almost like it's not just that I'm doing something, but it's also what are we doing tomorrow Mm -hmm. um, that can begin to emerge. And I imagine that's at least true for me. Is that true for you? A little bit. Different from the next set, threes, fours, and eights, when they go on vacation, are going to get very present focused. They're going to be reactive to the people around them, and they're going to take on the attributes of their security number. Mm -hmm. So threes go to six, fours uh, go to one, and eights go to two. They take on a lot of the earning reactive energy the present focused energy of their security number. So I got an illustration for this. Great. Whenever we go skiing, my wife and I go skiing, it's super interesting. We'll get on a chairlift and now we're we're still for a minute mm-hmm. and we're looking around and I am talking about all the things that are going to happen next week already. And that's how I know I'm in security. It's like, oh, right. I'm already dreaming about the next thing. Yeah. And she gets very present. And it's, have, do you, look at these trees. Look at this snow. Look at these people over here. And she is out of the future. She's mm-hmm. always future problem solving until she's on a chairlift. Right. And that showcases her threeness and her going into security. Well, thinking about threes and eights in particular, like it, it the, the chairlift is such a good illustration because it's like you literally can't go anywhere like like you can't go anywhere you can't accomplish anything you people can't really see you so so like for threes you're stuck you're stuck there and the only thing to do is sort of observe your surroundings and and be present in that moment you can start planning the things that are coming but you can't do anything about your plans and threes and eights they're not like planners they're already doing the things that they had planned previously yeah so like that that idea of being in in a space where you don't have anything to accomplish you don't have any like there there's no way to plan for next week to get some work done in preparation for like to make sure that you're ahead of your schedule because your your schedule is waiting till you get back and and so in that in that kind of space there's a there's a requirement to be present and to to be more engaged with the people that are around you than you, than you sometimes are because you're always on to the next thing. And I think with with fours, it's almost the opposite. Like the like being pre- you have to be a little bit more present because fours are so easy to spend that time in the past to to be reflective and 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 sort of like thinking about the emotions and and what what's happened to them and and very introspective and when they are in this space where they don't have to think about how they feel about what happened at work yesterday, when they, they sort of release a lot of that, then they can just be much more present. Yeah. For the force, the thing that's interesting here to me is that they're either in the 
past with their emotions or they're in the present with their emotions if they're stressed out. Mm -hmm. When the four goes to their security number, they're going to get active. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a, I have, I'm engaging the physical thing Mm -hmm. that I've dreamed of in a place that I feel comfortable. Yeah. I can imagine the four who, you know, really gets into art, really gets into music, really gets into clothing or whatever. And they're in a space where they're enjoying those things that they really connect to at a heart level and they're present. Right. Especially because like, like fours are naturally idealists and, so their best vacation is actually living up to those yeah. ideals. Even for a few minutes, that's fine. But but they're they're able to be engaged with the thing that is as good as they imagined it could be. Yep. Interesting. The four is going to go from the heart to the body. Mm-hmm. Eights are going to do the opposite. Eights are going to go from their body and being very active to actually getting much more emotionally aware mm-hmm. when they have their security move. So I see this with my oldest that when they are secure, there is a strong push towards how can I serve you? Sure. All their needs are taken care of. And when they're on vacation and they're feeling great, there's a lot of how can I help you Mm -hmm. going on in their behavior and how, because they are present and tomorrow doesn't really matter because it's in, and a lot of their energy becomes very much about what we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. And, and what we're doing right now. Yep. There's there's no need for for posturing or or a show of strength or like worrying about someone being <laughs> abusing their power when when they're in their vacation space when that security space sort of takes over them it's like they they don't have to be concerned about who has the power they can just use that energy to take care of other people. The last set is twos, sixes, and sevens, and so if you wrestle with mistyping on with one of these numbers this one is the one i think really showcases itself the easiest on vacation if you just want to rest you want to stay inside you you came to tahiti in order to bunker down in your (laughs) rental property or whatever this would be a clue twos sixes and sevens all go to withdrawing numbers when they're secure so twos move to four sixes move to nine and sevens move to five. And all of these are withdrawing numbers. And the how do you get what you want? Well, if you're secure, how you get what you want is you're going to take a big step back. And so we have a good friend who uh, is a two. She says when she goes on vacation, she just wants to watch uh, like old TV shows. Mm-hmm. That That is her vacation. Yeah. She's not earning anything anymore as a two. She doesn't have to serve anybody. And so now that she doesn't have to serve anybody, when she gets out of town and has time alone, nobody to serve, what do you want to do? I want to sit in my hotel room with a great view and watch some old TV shows. Yeah. Uh, these three strike me as having a, a, a bit more of a barrier to get to that security place than the other types, like like specifically thinking about vacations, but um, because twos have to get away from people. So much of their life is about serving other people and taking and and their others reference and like their their world is about other people and so in order to get to that place where you're like yeah I actually just want to watch old movies you have to do it in this in a way that you're away from other people if you're a parent you may have to take a vacation without your kids it's possible that twos may have to take a vacation without their spouse or or partner because that that real rest 
comes in when you don't have to meet that primary motive for a few minutes, you know, and, and like twos, twos have to, they, they know who they are based on other people. And, um, and for sixes, there's so much planning and preparation that goes into making sure the vacation is a thing that, that getting to that space where they actually can just rest and not worry about all of the things that they thought they were going to do on that vacation and all of the things that they should be doing on that vacation. And, and, uh, is it okay if I actually do rest kind of stuff? Like you have to do significant work to get to that place of just allowing yourself to rest and be be in the moment and like everything's going to be fine and like yeah sure you brought way too much stuff and you're probably not going to do it all but who cares because nobody's judging you on this and um, and for sevens they're always looking for more fun so they coming to that place where they can genuinely rest like it feels it feels like a like a slowdown, like a like a a stuckedness that they're trying to avoid naturally, and and so coming to that into that place of of just being able to being able to really rest and and be present in your thoughts and and not having to run away from whatever's negative, like like you have to be doing that in a way that's like you can't pair a vacation with a family funeral. Like you, you can't do the work of real rest while there's also something that you're avoiding. And so sevens have to find that space where they actually aren't seeking out other things to do, where they aren't looking to run away from any kind of negativity. They have to find a space where they can actually just be and not worry about the ways that, that they're naturally trying to make sure they, they don't get stuck somewhere. As we're talking, the thing that is kind of ringing in my heart is that the target of the two sixes and sevens I know, I don't know if this is across the board, so I'm floating something. <laughs> a lot of time is, is engaging the ancient or engaging older things. So we talked mm-hmm. about the two in old TV shows. Sure. But we have a friend who's a seven who's obsessed with English culture. Sure. And specifically with sports teams. But what he really enjoys is the history. He enjoys the environment, the history, and finds a connection in in things that have base, yeah. have depth, have a foundation. And it's almost like I there's a love affair with the with what is in the past. Mm-hmm. And I assume this is true. Uh, I this is an assumption about uh, your wife, who is an artist and studies art that she loves the old. Mm-hmm. Some of the artists that she's connected to and a fan of end up being you know, 50, 60, at least 50 or 60 years old in sure. terms of one of them. But I would be curious if there, so I was trying to find the time orientation here. Mm-hmm. Is it the case that two sixes and sevens actually in resting often have a target for things that have some body, some some age, some history in resting? They're enjoying things that have roots. And and longevity, Yeah, I think, is a part of that. It's... um. Yeah, if we're, if if this is accurate, then here let me justify it. The, um, yeah, I think there's there's something about sort of resting in what has been and the stability and the longevity and, um, like you don't you don't have to to plan for what's coming if you're sort of resting in something that 
that's been for a thousand years yeah or or 50 years or whatever like like you don't have to have to worry about new relationships if the thing that you're doing to rest is just watching old movies because you you sort of know how this is going to play out and like like the the emotional investment is is less because this is something that is a little bit more familiar and a little bit like it it's so far in the past that it's not something that that you get the same kind of relational anxiety about it yeah I think this hits. I'm thinking about my own discipline. I really get into philosophy. I really get into New Testament studies. And I am obsessed with, and I know this, that I'm obsessed with guys, with scholars who are sevens. And all of them dig into these ancient texts. Mm, Sure. With with like this, you know, it's just an excitement about the old world. Mm -hmm. And they bring a lot of life into it. And just love teachers like that. Yeah. But all of it is this obsession with the past, and they're finding grounding in that. Sure. And it's a new adventure. We're going to tear into these old documents. But at the same time, it's a very old, yeah, rooted study. I don't know. Right. Something we're thinking on. We yeah. Stumbled across that one. If nothing else, it's worth thinking on. Last words on security moves being a, a showcasing type? Yeah, there's a, I mean, Best Vacation is a, a sort of like, like this. Th- is almost a throwaway example, but I, I think that like getting into like where do you find real security? What what really makes you feel like 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 you're in the groove and and some different kinds of behavior that hopefully potentially are is is healthier and like like brings you back to back to your center, back to who like makes you feel alive a little bit. If, if you need an example, best vacation is a good one, but. Figuring out your security move is will be really helpful if you're as as another level of how to figure out your type. Bang. Second question for mistyping is real similar. Is what's your stress move look like? What do you do when you're stressed out? Uh, what do you do when things have really broken? You know, in your family or at your job. What is the energy that comes out? Mm-hmm. Do you embrace the stance of which of your stress number? So I think this is easiest to see in eights, threes, and ones who all withdraw in stress. Mm-hmm. So again, this is my type. I move to four in stress, and that means I take a big step back when I can't improve the the thing in front of me, and everything's breaking. I'm just frustrated, and I move into four space, and that is a withdrawing space for me. It's a place to get in touch with my my insides, my emotions, my identity. Um, my wife is a three. She's been on stage. She's been cooking. She's been doing all the things that are flashy. But when things break and things don't work, she will retreat to her bedroom. Yeah. And and a day in bed reading is the place of recovery. So both of us withdraw in stress. Mm-hmm. And this is a good clue into our types. And eights are watching my eight child. Same story. When things aren't going well, they retreat into their room to get their head around the things. And again, just a clue. Uh, what's your thoughts on eights, threes, and ones here? Uh, in the year of our Lord 2022, uh, it is important to know that, um, you know, the world's a little bit on fire and a lot of us have been 
hecka stressed out for um, like six or seven years. And Why? What, then, what happened? Then the pandemic happened. <laughs> and like, that, you know, things are a mess. And it is understandable that it is hard to point to what is sort of like normal everyday stress <laughs> and what is like real stress that moves you to your stress type. And uh, so it's understandable if this is not helpful to think about stress because, you know, things are stressful. Uh, but specifically thinking about eights, threes, and ones, uh, three that... <laughs> I heard someone ref- recently reference that that ones are like the fourth aggressive number, and that just made me really laugh because the, there there's so much energy coming off of ones, and and this move for stress, it there there's this step back, there's this sort of retreat, there's this stopping of the energy that happens with all three of these types, and and like. Eights and threes in particular, who are constantly moving and doing and 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 changing and and like the eights and threes are always going. They're always doing something. And uh, I I joke about that a lot with the eights and threes in my life about how like they don't have time for things because they're always doing stuff. And and ones are always moving and like there's there's always work to do. And when that that stress place happens when when they when any of these three types find themselves in in a space where it's like i can't do anything anymore the thing that they do is step back they stop doing and uh like i i laugh about uh i've had this conversation with your wife the three about how so much of her world is about like her life is about sort of performing for other people she's always doing stuff she's always doing stuff that's due next week like it's there's she's always ahead of her schedule and and constantly working and she's doing the work of three different people in her department right now and and her rest is actually being at home and as much as she loves being around people being in front of people she hates it when people come over to her house mm-hmm because this space is the only space that she gets to actually retreat from her stress and and retreat into that like like actually letting herself calm down if you will and 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 when people come over she has to perform she has to put that face back on and um so yeah thinking thinking about these types when they are in that like everything is broken and i don't know what to do anymore kind of space that that move is a very interesting stopping of movement we talked about vacations before but sometimes the selection of vacations look like this to me Mm. i know we have a good friend who's an eight who has been planning a hunting trip forever Mm -hmm. but what's taking place on that hunting trip is in their mind i'm gonna recover i'm gonna go withdraw i'm gonna be on a mountainside where i'm not doing anything right the vision of the vacation, even though in eight space, you know, when they go into security, it's going to look different. But here's where the planning of the vacation looks like is I just need to get out of this space. Yeah. That's how my vacation planning works is I'm going to get real active when I'm on the vacation. Mm-hmm. But what I my motive is all about withdraw is right. can I just escape? Just get away. Yeah. The place. My wife, interestingly enough, hates going on vacation in theory. She wants to withdraw and just not move. Right. Right. And so that's why the house becomes like a, just a bunker uh-huh. in mind. You know? Well, and, and the, the house is a familiar space. If she goes somewhere that she might run into people that she now has to impress. Phone is there, guy. Take pictures of your 
wherever you went, something right. like that. Right. On the flip side, and these are the types, I think this is, again, one of those, here's a clue to people's types. If you're a, if you're struggling with whether you're a two, six, or a five, this is one of those places that's kind of bright for me. Mm-hmm. Two, sixes, and fives all get very animated in stress. Yeah. In different ways. But we've talked, and we take these in turn, we've talked about twos taking on that mama bear, very defensive uh, for others and for themselves kind of posture. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. It's that rising up all of a sudden yep. that you see there. Um, what, what do you say about uh, those who move to assertive numbers in stress? The the two six five. It, it's it's all all of it's really interesting because because none of them live in a really assertive place. Twos can come across as assertive, and and sixes, especially if they're leaning on that sort of like the the counterphobic sort of more reckless side of, of sixness that there's, it seems assertive sometimes, but it's always, they're always reacting to what's around them. They're never doing the thing that they want to do. And and when they come into this stressful place, all of a sudden they're doing things that they're not really waiting for other people in it. And like my, my wife, uh, hate cleans, <laughs> Is, is kind of what we call it like because she needs our she needs her space to be a certain way in order to, for her for her to feel comfortable and so when it's not that way when when the house is messy when there's too much dust on all of the things and and by the way i am the worst cleaner ever this is this is a horrible torture for her that she has to that she has shackled to me because i'm a hoarder and i don't care about mess and dusting i i don't dust i don't care about dust uh but that is not at all the way that she is and so when she decides that she needs to clean the house the energy that comes out of her is so intense that it scares our dog (laughs) like she just gets like she gets so it's frustration and it's all of these things have to be done as quickly and efficiently as possible and we have to clean the entire house and if I'm there and not helping, we will fight. Yeah. You'll notice how much appearance is, is part of the aggression here. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just like it just become like the the energy that comes out of these three types that aren't normally this kind of energized is is palpable. And it's it's we're going to do these things now. And we're going to do it my way. And that is not how they typically operate in the world. And it's all because of the stress that they experience of not being not being in their safe place, not really knowing who they are. And yeah. So twos move to eight, sixes move to three, fives interestingly move to seven. And when I was first getting into the Enneagram, I remember a handful of people saying this is the strangest stress move. Mm-hmm. But since I have a five child, it makes all the sense in the world to me now. Yeah. Um, when stress happens, my five child ends up getting very animated and looks for ways out. Mm, sure. Like, what can we do here, folks? Yeah. I bet I bet there's good times to be had here. I don't know why yeah. we're, we're getting so upset about all the things. Yeah. And that energy suddenly emerges yeah. in fives of, okay, we need to think through this in a very active, action-oriented way so that we can get back to 
keeping things a little bit more mellow. And even almost in a way that that's like, okay, I'm stressed out, which means other people are stressed out. So let's all figure out how to have the best time instead. Like there, there's there's an energy about it that's like like let's make sure that everyone gets along. Let's make sure that everyone's enjoying themselves. There, like that this should be a, a fun affair. And I'm really stressed out because I don't want to be here. But I can I can work to make sure that everyone's having a good time so that when I walk away, I feel good about it. That's it. Expending that energy that had been saved up for moments like this. Mm-hmm. That five has been hoarding some energy, and but now it's these. This is an appropriate use of calories. <laughs> well, and it, it it might even be a little bit frantic because yeah. it's it's like it it's not that they're it's not that they intentionally saved up this energy. It's that they have to spend this energy now, and and we got to make it we got to make it work. Yeah, because this is all I've got. There it is. The last three numbers are kind of the fix things numbers in my mind. Uh, sevens, nines, and fours will move in their stress number to reactive numbers. Mm-hmm. So sevens move to one, nines move to six, and fours move to two. So they take on the earning posture of the uh, you know of the reactive triad. I think this is most clear in sevens. Sevens who are going to be going, 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 but something hits, something crashes. And they suddenly get stressed out and it becomes, okay, I need to get my life in order. I need to fix some stuff. I need to shore up all the relationships I may have uh, broken in the process of going a thousand miles an hour. And that's the energy I see there. Mm-hmm. You got you got thoughts on these types? Yeah, all, all three of these types, it feels like there's um, there's an energy about taking care of things that we naturally have neglected. Um and and like sevens it's it's like you you have to do the work and you have to finish the thing that you started and you have to do it in order like you this isn't going to be fun but it is the right thing to do and and nines it's like like start start thinking more clearly about what needs to get done what things are going to break it's not all going to be all right and you need to do some work to figure out what has to be done to make sure it can be all right like you, you can't just sit on the sidelines on this one, and and fours um, in a, in a similar way. It's it, but it's it's much more people oriented. It's like like you you have to stop thinking about yourself for a few minutes. You have to figure out what other people need. You have to you have to put yourself in other people's shoes and and serve someone else because it's not about all about you right now. That's what I see. It's almost like these types are kind of pulled out of their self-focus at some levels when pushed into stress. Not that mm-hmm. sevens, nines, and fours are all self-focused, but there's something about that, I think, yeah. in terms of it's they're suddenly pulled into the, I need to think about others yeah. in order to get out of stress. Mm-hmm. So the fours have been focused so much on their own inner life and emotions, and then suddenly they're in stress, and it becomes, well, how are you feeling? You know, I bet your emotions matter too, so let me meet you there. And the energy that would be in moving towards others sevens in particular who are who as we've talked about in the past they can go on the adventure by themselves right but if things really crash it becomes okay i really need to think about the other people in my life and make sure that everything's short up there mm-hmm. nines on the flip side have that withdrawn energy and so that feels like a i need to wake up from my slumber kind of move and stress i probably need to fix some stuff i was thinking about um I recently had, and th- this is a, a debate that I experienced pretty con- 
pretty regularly because of you know homelessness is a problem and what do you do with your desire to to serve other people and and um whatnot and i also own a coffee shop that's open till 10 p.m and and sometimes like when the weather gets cold there's you know homeless people outside as a as an issue and and someone came to the door after we had closed uh and they they didn't like try to get in or anything but but i was thinking about this a lot it's like is it my responsibility like like what what's what's the more important thing here like i i really want to take care of people and i want to provide them space and like there's a whole other debate but also part of my thinking in this space especially because i'm stressed out because of the moral dilemma of it is this isn't just about me this is about the potential that i am inviting to a space where I am responsible to several other people as their their boss and their employer. I'm responsible to all of my other customers in that I'm responsible to my landlord and, and the other business partners that I work with in this same space. And I'm, re- I'm especially responsible to my partner and my daughter. And, and what kinds of things, like if, if I was single and worked there by myself and owned the building and everything, like I could make decisions in a different kind of way in those kinds of situations. But when, when I'm considering anything like that, I also have to think about all of these other people that it might affect if something went badly. If I were to, say, invite a homeless person in at 10 o'clock at night uh, to a building that there's no one else there. Like there's, there's consideration beyond what I'm comfortable with because I have responsibility to all of these other people. And that is not how I naturally think. I have to have some six pull that out of me in order to get there. It's a great description. I want to wrap up these two first questions just because I think they're so valuable when doing mistyping. Mm-hmm. How do you behave on your best vacation? How do you act when you're stressed out? These can really expose the moves. And and you can't tell motive by behavior. But oftentimes, this is one of those places where the behavior does kind of showcase itself. Right. And if you ask people, how do you act in these it might be easier to see. And this is why I think these these questions can be so helpful in, in typing. Right. And again, coming back to like, this behavior may look this way. But then when you really think about why you do it that way, why do you do it that way? Yeah, like like going on vacation, for, for a lot of people, it's about rest. For a lot of people, it's about adventure. Like why do you rest, quote unquote, the way that you do? Right. If it's on the couch watching old movies, that means something. If it's by going skiing, that does not sound restful to me at all, but it is restful <laughs> to some people I know. So why do you rest that way? It's exactly right, man. I've like if if somebody were to say, "How do you rest?" It's like I'm going seventy miles an hour on two pieces of plastic down a mountainside. That's that I'm I'm entirely in in the Zen state of being. That's Nirvana, my man. Nope, hard pass. <laughs> hard pass. I realize I have nowhere to point people to in terms of getting deeper into stress and security numbers. And the reason is TJ have been and I have been saving up all of our best material for the <laughs> conference we're throwing on February 4th in Colorado. 
So, so if you're listening to this after February 2023, <laughs> then we have resources for you. We might, we might have post something. Before, you just got to wait. If uh, This is a good place to wrap up, and then we'll, we'll pick up the other three questions next time. But if you're in the Colorado area in February and want to hang with us, uh, February 4th, Greeley, Colorado. It's an hour north of Denver. Uh, we are going to have a one-day conference on stress and security moves. We have lots of stuff that we won't say, and we're and it's some of the the places. If you want to get healthy, these are this is some of the best material that we think is out there, and we're going to be covering it. So do join us um, if you want. If you're interested, just go to AroundTheCircle.org and click on events. You can sign up uh, to, to to be part of that. I suppose it's the case. We got lots of other stuff up there as well. Yeah. There's all kinds of material. There. <laughs> There's just, just go and click around. We got other resources. <laughs> In 2023, we're going to continue meeting online, but we're going to move it to once a month and it's going to be a little bit broader conversation based. Uh, we'll pick a topic and go around the circle, but uh, those have been great. And the community that we have that, that meets once a month has been really fantastic. So if you would like to sign up for that, you're welcome. Again, you can find find that on aroundthecircle.org. Just look for, again, on events and just look for our online gatherings. And that's about what I got for announcements. You got, aside from uh, if, if you really want to help others get into Enneagram, share that Start Here podcast. I bet we could put a link to that in the show notes. That's probably true. If I get, if this is all probably me, create I need, it first. I, I need to make <laughs> this happen. <laughs> Which is good because we both know that I'm not going to. I will make a solemn oath to, to create a start here podcast <laughs> so that it can be in the show notes so that you can share that with people that you love. And, and that would mean the world to us if you, if you shared this podcast with those that you care about. You know what other things mean the world to us, TJ? Vacations. We like stars. <laughs> Ain't nobody given us stars recently. <laughs> We've been sitting on 234 on the on the Apple podcast for way too long. In fact, we're like we're like just a few uh, stars away from uh, getting a hundred reviews on Spotify. Ooh. I bet if somebody wanted to be special, be our hundredth review. I'm sure it's the case we could go around the circle and give motive for for just going to Spotify and giving us some stars. <laughs> but if you wanted to make the world better, if you wanted that to would love be us, very quick. If you wanted to showcase how amazing you are, your if uniqueness you is hitting a hundred. I hate doing online reviews. It's a, it's a thing, but. We would it would mean the world to us, so that's what I got. You got anything else? I got nothing, man. He's C.J. Wilson. He's officially awesome. I'm Jeff Cook, and who you aren't is not interesting. Be who you are. Let's set the world on fire.